Welcome to Cocktails and Capital, the working on your business podcast that feels more like grabbing a drink with your best friend. I'm your host, Sarah Tatum, that best friend. I'm the owner of Tatum Accounting, where we invite our clients to take a vacation from their bookkeeping. In this podcast, I'm going to give it to you straight. Talking points and vague tips, we don't do that here. There's a bunch of noise out there in the entrepreneur community, especially when it relates to finances. And when you're trying to run your business, you just don't have time for that. And I know that you would rather be doing literally anything other than recording expenses and logging into your accounting software. So I'm bringing you practical advice without any of the fluff, just like your best friend would. So turn the volume up, grab your gin and tonic, and let's dive into this week's theme. Hi, welcome to episode 12 of Cocktails and Capital. Can you guys believe we're on episode 12 already? I certainly cannot. (laughs) I just wanted to uh, take a quick second and thank you all for listening to this podcast. Um, It's been an interesting adventure and I genuinely appreciate everybody who has listened and subscribed, given us a rating and given us feedback on the podcast. Um, It's been really fun to sit and do something different uh, as far as marketing goes and as far as reaching out to you guys and educating goes. So I really appreciate the uh, listenership and the feedback. So thank you guys for sticking around for 12 episodes and hopefully there will be many, many more to come. Um, And yeah, so today it's more like uh, coffee and capital because it's (laughs) the day after Labor Day and I am going to need all the coffee I can get. Um, It's going to be a very busy week here. We have lots of sales tax filing to do um, for our clients, lots of month-end reporting to do for August, a couple client meetings. So it's a very busy week here at Tatum Accounting. And um, it was a generally very good Labor Day, though. Um, Very chill, very calm. Um, Spent a good amount of time on our new patio, if you guys ever want to see the patio uh, renovation. There should be a highlight on our Instagram story. Uh, that took a ton of work back in May. Um, but it was a very low key Labor Day and I hope everybody listening had a very good, very low key Labor Day as well. Or if you traveled, I hope you had safe travels and I hope you're back home safely and either back at work safely or back in your office cranking out some new products or cranking out some really good services for your clients. So Today, what we're going to talk about is um, how do you know when you need to increase your prices? So this topic is kind of building on some some of the topics that we've gone over in the last few episodes. We've talked about some strategies on how to increase our prices, how to make sure that we don't lose too many clients if we're increasing our prices too quickly. Um, how to kind of incentivize our clients um, to stick around so that we're uh, able to increase our prices. But how do you know that you need to increase those prices? Like what are the signs? What are those triggers on your income statement, um, on your cash flow statement, or even just in your bank? Um, Not my favorite indicator of cash problems, but um, what are the signs that you need to be looking out for to kind of check and see do I need to raise my prices going into the holidays or just even on a cross the board year round price increase. So we're going to talk about that today. So we all know like the biggest problem that 
low prices can create, right? And that is gonna be poor cash flow. And poor cash flow is going to affect so many things. You're not gonna be able to take as much money out of your business as much as you've invested into it. You're not gonna be able to compensate yourself adequately for the work that you're putting in. You might not be able to pay your expenses on time. Uh, you might not be able to reinvest into the business as much as you would like to. And the biggest factor with poor cash flow is that you might not be able to follow through on the commitments that you've already made to your clients um, in the way that when you sell your services, you sell a certain value to your clients. And so with that value, you have to use certain apps probably, or you have to use certain devices in order to deliver that product or that service. And if you have poor cash flow and you're not able to purchase those products or services, you're not able to deliver that product or service adequately enough to deliver that value. The other problem runs into if you have poor cash flow and you're doing all of this work, but you're not able to compensate yourself fairly for it, then at one point you're going to run into your own form of burnout because you're just not able to pay yourself enough for all this work that you're doing. And at that point, why are you doing all this work if you're not getting paid enough for it? You could really just go back to being employed. So the thing with being self-employed and running your own small business is that we want to get paid for the work that we're doing, right? Um, and so we want to make sure that we're charging enough money for the value that we're delivering through our product or through our service. The other issue with poor cash flow is that you might not be able to expand the services or the products that you're already offering. So when we're going into the holiday season, we might want to increase our product line. We might want to increase to a different pro uh, target market. And it's the same thing with services. We want to increase the services that we're able to provide. We want to fund some research and development and look at different markets that we might be able to target, look at different lower cost options of services that we could provide to people or different higher cost options of services that we could provide to people. But without cash flow, you don't have the ability to research those options because you're spending all of your time actually providing those services and trying to retain more and more cash so that you can actually pay yourself and pay your bills. So those are the problems that we're going to try to fix with our price increases. So bad news aside, what are the things that are possible when we increase our prices? What's all the good news? Let's go to the other side of the yellow brick road here. The good news is when you have higher pricing, you actually attract higher quality clients. So if you sit down and you map out the exact type of client that you want to work with, that type of client has to be willing to pay the dollar amount that you want to charge for your services. And they have to value the services that you're providing or the product that you're providing. Um, and those clients, if they truly value you and they truly understand all the services that you're providing to them, they will stick with you through your price increases. If you're truly delivering on the promises that you've made, and if you're truly delivering on the services that you're providing, if your product is top-notch, top-tier, and you're standing by your product, they will stand by you, they will stand by your service and your product, and they will stand through your price increases. Your clients will also be able to get better results from your products when you increase your prices because you will feel more adequately compensated. 
It's the same cycle as if you were regularly employed and you were feeling like you were underpaid. You're not going to be as motivated to go to work every day. You're not going to be as motivated to put in 100% at your job. And it's exactly the same when you're self-employed and you're running your own business. You have to feel like you're getting adequate compensation or whatever your motivation might be. If it's feedback, if it's praise, if it's um, the reward of having more free time, whatever your motivation is, and for most people it is compensation, um, when that compensation is adequate to the service that you're providing to your clients and it is, it is fulfilling that motivation requirement for you, then you're going to be able to reinvest your energy back into those clients and really deliver on the services that you told your clients you were going to provide to them or on the products that you told your clients you were going to deliver to them. Um, it just, it honestly helps reinforce the reason why you started this business and helps to drive that um, passion that you have for your business in the first place. We're all in this for making money and for getting paid and that's if the cash flow is not there to help you kind of chug along on the on the small business train then the prices do have to increase in order for you to keep going um, and then also with increased cash flow like I said we would be able to reinvest in our clients themselves and further our relationship with our clients and with that comes you know better uh, Client gifts, uh, increased uh, spending on their birthdays, on Christmas gifts, um, increased client recognition, um, referral uh, recognition. And with all those things, you're just increasing the strength of your relationship with your clients. Um, you're probably able to better invest in a client relationship manager app or a software. Um, and those really help strengthen the relationship between yourself and your client because you're not missing their birthdays, you're not missing their client anniversary, you're not missing their business anniversary. You're able to pick up on those little details that really matter with your clients and put in that five-star effort in order to retain and uh, build that relationship with them. So what's sign number one that we need to raise our prices? Have you ever walked around a farmer's market and looked at someone's stand and thought, oh my gosh, this is really, really cheap. They should absolutely raise their prices. That is sign number one. If someone is telling you that you need to raise your prices and that you're just charging way too little and they're coming from a very good uh, point of heart, you need to raise your prices. Um, I've seen so many people undercharge for the things that they're selling or the services that they're providing because they feel like they aren't quite at that level yet where they can charge a higher rate or they can charge more for the services that they're providing and that's just not true. You have to research the market that you're in. You have to research how much other people are selling their products for. You want to be competitive. You don't want to overcharge and you know push yourself out of the market. Um, but you do want to fairly compensate yourself. And it's honestly fairly common in uh, bookkeeping. People will undercharge themselves for a very, very, very long time. They'll charge an hourly rate of say 35 to $40 an hour. And then later on they will try to bump themselves up to 
$65, $75 an hour, and they'll wish that they had done that for a really long time. Um, and they could have really done that all along when they had the experience and the degree and everything to back up that $75 an hour. And if your market supports it and your area supports it, then charge it if you have the experience, if you have the know-how, if you have the tools, if you have the resources. You will find so quickly when you do your research and starting your business what tools you need, what softwares you need. And when you start to price it out and you start to budget, you'll understand how much money you need to charge for each service and how much of an hourly rate or how much of a product rate that you actually need. And those are the, uh, the things that are really going to matter when you're pricing your services and your products. Another sign that you need to raise your prices, you just don't have enough cash. We're strapped for cash. We're looking for funding. Um, we're scouring some small business loan websites. We're maybe looking at the Small Business Administration for a loan. Um, that's a clearer, clearer indicator that we need to raise our prices. Um, it could also be an indicator of we need to review our expenses. Um, we have another great episode on reviewing discretionary versus fixed expenses. I will link that one in the show notes for you below if you'd like to go over that one. But typically, if we're strapped for cash, we need to take a look at our prices that we're charging and consider a price increase. And then finally, the last sign that I want to talk about is when you're selling a, a product or service, if the value that you're delivering is higher than the price that you're charging, a lot of people will say to underpromise and overdeliver. A lot of other people tend to overdeliver and get underpaid. So what we want to do is flip that around. <laughs> um, if you are charging $1,000 a month for a service, but you're delivering $2,000 worth of services, then you need to charge $2,500 worth for your service. You have overhead, you have additional costs that you need to pay for. And a lot of people don't take into account their overhead. So instead of over-delivering and getting underpaid, we want to underpromise and over-deliver and get overpaid. So keep those things in mind when you're thinking about if you need to increase your prices. And a quick bonus tip, um, when you're looking for signs for raising your prices, sometimes there is no sign. You just need to raise your prices. Uh, sometimes the price increase is just necessary. Uh, people will do yearly 3% flat price increases. Um, the most common sign of that, if you ever have lived in an apartment complex, apartment complexes will raise your rent by 3% every single year, no questions asked. Uh, and that's just how it is. And so you can kind of take that model and raise your prices 3% every single year. It's those small incremental price increases that will have the biggest impact for you and honestly the most minimal impact for your customers. And that's really something to take into consideration. Instead of doing incremental, you know, yearly increases, you can also use different uh, pricing strategy methods like the cost plus method, which is essentially a markup um, on your pricing. It's a method to mark up your prices. You can do value-based pricing, which is different packages and you uh, value, you, you price them based on the value each package provides. 
Um, there's also penetration pricing and competitive pricing, and all four of those methods will get you to the best pricing uh, line, pricing guideline for your products and your services. And we have a really great article over on TatumAccounting.com that is exactly called uh, How to Price Your Products and Services. And we will link that one down in the show notes for you below. It goes really in depth on each of those different um, pricing strategies and how to apply each of those to your products and services. And you can go super in depth with some examples on there and apply them to your own products and services and uh, try it out for yourself. So then I know the last question on your mind is, how do I do this? How do I increase my prices? What are my strategies? How do I do this? Episode nine of Cocktails and Capital is going to go all in all about this. Um, there's six strategies for increasing revenue in episode nine of Cocktails and Capital, and we go super in depth on all six strategies. Um, but I will give you my favorite one here out of episode nine. My favorite tip is to increase your average transaction size. And the best way to do that is by bundling. Um, you can offer bundle transactions. You can offer things like punch cards. People will spend more money when there's typically a punch card involved or a loyalty program involved. Um, sales will typically cause people to spend more money. Um, anything you can do to increase the average size of a transaction, whether it's in a, a store or it's online or you're selling your services and you can offer add-on services, anything you can do to increase the average size of a transaction will drive up your revenue and drive up your prices. And those are all my tips on increasing your prices. Um, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out via Instagram at Tatum Accounting or via email. I am always here for you if you have any questions and I will see you guys next Wednesday. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and follow Tatum Accounting on Instagram. You can also do us a huge favor by leaving a review. It's the best way to support us. Let's catch up next week. Same time, same place.